All right. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> we went live instead, Tina. That's not what I was expecting. Um, that was really brilliant, Lois. Um, okay. So we're live. <laughs> is, is my, is, am I okay? Is uh -huh. the, it, it's still, it's not doing the thing. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, let's, let's start. Let me go ahead and start. Hey guys, it's coach Lois. <laughs> this is what happens when you start to have a cold and your, your mind and your brain are not fully functioning, but we are a little early. Uh, normally I was planning on going live at two o'clock, but here we are. I'm so excited for a special episode of healthy and wealthy and wise. A lot of you guys have been hearing uh, me interview uh, health experts and, and different abundance and mindset experts. And I've never had, Tina, you're my first Kundalini yoga instructor. And actually, it's cool. You were my first. Wow. Uh, and, and of course, favorite. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> give, give you props for being my favorite Kundalini yoga instructor. And um, just to kind of catch you guys up to speed, I've only been doing Kundalini for a year, just a little over a year. And what I discovered was that it was like the missing link for me in, in, in my healing journey, my grief recovery journey, my addictive behaviors journey. And I fell in love with it so much that I, I want to get certified. And I also want to include it um, inside of my, my programs, which Tina is actually going to be doing a class uh, for my 40 day addictive behavior challenge next week, helping you bust through those behaviors, find and create your better body. So please tune in. If you've never heard of Kundalini, you're in, in for a treat today. And if you see value in this show, um, feel free to comment below and uh, hit the share button with your community. And if you have any questions, that's the benefit of attending the live. And uh, I'm super excited, Tina, to start our show a little early today and uh, have you here. I'd love for you to share, you know, about your story and, and share a little bit about you and, and how you got to be where you're at today. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And it's wonderful to have you in class. Mm -hmm. um, so every time Lois comes in, and usually you bring friends, which is also great. Um, but I love, I love practicing with you. Your first day, you were like, you bet. It was like, you'd been practicing for years. It was yeah. not like you were a first time and you had like your crystals out and you were like, just a great <laughs> students. <laughs> um, so let's see, I have a yoga, uh, studio, which it used to be in Oceanside. It's called community yoga and it's spelled T E A instead of T Y. Um, because we serve yogi tea to everybody. And we moved recently about, I don't know how many miles it is. I think it's 10 miles inland to Vista to a retreat property. So we have this beautiful retreat property here, um, right off the 78, off Alta Vista. And um, we do light body yoga classes out here. And you're out, you get to be outside. We also could, you know, cover it if we, if we need to and use heaters and stuff like that, which we did today because it's quite the storm um, out there. <laughs> so it's really lovely to be um, out in nature and, and practicing and, and not in like the confines of, of four walls. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have, I, let's see. I wasn't always a, a yogi, if you will. Um, I'm getting, I thought I have it on Do Not Disturb. Um, I was in the business world for over 30 years as a commodities buyer. Well, 
29 years with the, with this same company as a um, buyer. And um, it was a very it was a very stressful job. And I, I um, went into that career. I was pretty young when I started with that company. I'd done worked you know around before, but with this particular company, I was 29 when I started working in, in distribution and um, and food, and then got into buying. And I that is really where um, I kind of like really left, I say, my spiritual path. I kept trying to to keep my spiritual path that, you know, I've been studying with Ascended Master teachings and studying spirituality and have been very spiritual since I was a little, little girl. And when I had to go into the business world so heavily, traveling all over the world, having children, you know, married children, you know, and and being in the business world was when I became addicted to um, different substances and I'd always like been, you know, drank, but I never considered it, you know, a problem. I was never like um, a good enough drinker. (laughs) I would get sick before I could become a really good drinker, if you will. Um, But as I was traveling the globe, um, setting up all of these um, purchasing programs to supply the the company that I worked for with uh, enough food that they needed, Um, I became addicted to benzodiazepines, which, um, so the common name for it is like Valium or Ativan, Lorazepam, that sort of stuff. And I had, um, I was having a very hard time sleeping because I would get on a plane and then I'd wake up um, six hours later, you know, you'd wake up in England or (laughs) somewhere else in the world. And with the time change, you'd be like, oh, I I have a meeting. Like you get off the plane and and you have a meeting. Um, So I was getting like really run down. And this was a, a, the doctor just said, oh, just take one of these at night, which doesn't seem very harmful, but I was noticing that I was very getting very dependent on it where it got to the point and that's a common anti-anxiety drug and i really didn't have anxiety well i guess i did when you're not sleeping you start having anxiety about not being able to sleep and never getting enough sleep um and i remember saying to him you know what i have to have this to go to sleep at night and i don't like that and he was like it's it's really not a big deal it's fine it's not going to hurt you And that was, um, you know, at the time, I just believed everything my doctor said. Right. A lot of people um, are like that. We tend to put doctors on a pedestal. And it's like, you know, I'm not on the streets trying to score drugs. You know, Uh, my doctor, my doctor prescribed this for me. And, you know, doctors are some of the biggest (laughs) drug pushers out there. Um, And, you know, I I could say that because I have family in in the medical industry and pharmaceutical reps come in and hey try try this drug and they buy everybody lunch and they you know it's it's this whole system yeah we're in and really what i should have been doing was looking within and i was just kind of trapped and i think a lot of people might feel that way that they're trapped in this cycle they're just like a hamster on a wheel 
Like I have to perform. I have to make this money. I have a family I have to support, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. I have to make the house payment. I have to keep up with the Joneses, you know, all of that stuff that really drains your prana and prana. I'm, I'm talking about your chi, not pranayama, but your, your chi, um, your energy. And I feel that it's only gotten more difficult for anybody um, in the workforce like that because, you know, um, you're staring at a screen all day or you're, you're always like locked in to a phone screen. Um, you're, oh, there's a lot of virtualness going on like we're, we're doing right now. And then it just <laughs> exacerbated because of COVID. Yeah. And I think there's the technology is fantastic. You know, it's it's gotten us to where we are today and it's really connecting people in the world that wouldn't normally be able to connect. But it's also very draining and can also um, hamper us. So there's like the good and the bad side of everything. Right. It's like everything. Yeah. The shadow and and the light. And I just want to interject really quickly. I mean, when you think about Prince and Michael Jackson and a lot of these different I mean, people have been overprescribed these types. So they start out so seemingly nebulous. And then look what happens. I had the same thing with my own journey with alcohol, but, but continue. How, how did you next handle and and deal with that, that addiction? Well, what was happening was um, I would need, and that happens with every addiction more and more to get to the same effect. And then I was not realizing it, but every, I think I learned later the half-life of that particular drug is about 18 hours. So I learned, I I learned later, you know, every day at three o'clock, I was getting this like, oh my God, these terrible headaches that were starting to turn to migraines. What it was, was my body was starting to go through withdrawals because it was wearing off. And so then it got to the point where I needed one at three in the afternoon because it's been, it's been a hard day at work. I've had all these calls. It's been so stressful. I've had all these meetings, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, okay, I can just like chill. And then you get in this cycle where, all right, then you have one to go to sleep. And then you need a lot of caffeine to wake up because you're groggy from the drug. Or maybe you had some wine with dinner, which really you're not supposed to mix those two. But doctors never tell you about that either. So I could be particularly like drinking a bunch of caffeine and thinking, oh, this thing is from the caffeine. I got to stop having so much caffeine. You know, everybody has that dip at three, but it was actually a withdrawal from the drug. It was a half-life of the drug. So all of this I learned later. And what had happened was I got to the point where my nervous system was just shot. So I'm taking this to help calm me down, but what it's doing is messing with all of my hormones, messing with my nervous system, and then my brain isn't firing right. And my body just started shutting down. It got to the point where I was like a 90-year-old woman. My husband was like, "What? what's happening? I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed and get how to many, the shower. How many years? Was it a year? Or how long was it before you started noticing that? It was progressive, um, but it really culminated, which is kind of funny, funny, not funny, it really culminated in 2012, <laughs> which coincides with a lot of people's awakening. Um, yeah. It's like nobody in their right mind would quit the job that I had. Nobody. I mean, I had tons of friends, 
tons of colleagues. I'm making tons of money. I got to fly all over the world. I was at the best hotels, the best restaurants. Everything was fabulous. I had a big house. I had a boat. We, my kids were in private schools. It was just, nobody stops that. Nobody goes, ah, I'm done with that. Right. But the universe stopped me. The universe was like, this isn't your path anymore. And now that I look back, I can look back on, oh, here were signs along the way that I would ignore. You know, I knew that when I stopped and meditated and did yoga, I felt a lot better. So I'd start paying for taking off and going to yoga retreats and doing things like this. It's like, this is nourishing my spirit. This is nourishing to my soul. And then when I was working, it was not nourishing. It was a chore. It was a, it was work, but there's good work and bad work. And when you're dreading going to your job, your place of employment, whatever it is, dreading anything, you're on the wrong path and you go, well, I can make it better. I'm going to bring meaning to my job because I'm going to work on human trafficking within this, this um, arena because that was going on. So I'm going to bring meaning. I'm going to, I'm going to um, work on sustainability because of global warming. So I would bring different elements in to make me feel better about the job that I was doing because it wasn't just to buy cheap commodities for people. However, my body just went, you're done. Yeah. Like what happened? What's, what's wrong with you? And it was literally this point of this like nervous breakdown. And I went all over to all different doctors and endocrinologists and like what is happening to me. And that's, that was the root of it. Wow. And I, I can so relate And my, my audience has followed me, you know, even when you met me, Tina, I was still, you know, I had come down on alcohol, but I was still not satisfied in my career. So it, there's that, that parallel yeah. where I was making tons of money and life was good. But again, that was my, my perspective and it wasn't, it wasn't my truth. That was my husband for those of you who, uh, <laughs> we have construction in my house right now so it's yeah. all good it's all good so so anyway you found yourself empty inside absolutely and that's when i when i found when i found you and the uh, kundalini yoga so take us you know further into your story like what happened what happened next um, so then I ended up spending the buckets of money <laughs> trying to heal right and i said uh, you know I was talking to my husband one day and he's like, well, if you could go anywhere in the world, you can live anywhere in the world. We can do anything. We're, you know, I, I got the kids through college, right? Where would you go? And I was like, you know, I really liked Carlsbad because I had been at the Chopra. The Chopra's, when the Chopra was there at La Costa, I checked in for like three weeks. Wow. Perfect health. And I was like, I would, I would move there. So we started looking there and, um, no, I did one week there and then I went back, stayed for three weeks doing perfect health. Um, and I, I called him and said, sell the house, <laughs> not coming home. And he's like, Oh, we get to move back to California. Cause we're from California. And I was like, yeah, we're, we going to move back. And my poor husband had to like, you know, sell the house, pack this giant mansion up, pack everything up, you know, get the moving truck over here. 
here. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I bought a condo on a golf course in La Costa. And he's like, will I like it? And I'm like, it's just temporary. <laughs> it was nice, but until we find something. So that started my long path of really moving into yoga. I'd always been athletic, but never really, um, never really understood yoga or the spiritual component of what yoga and sound and mantra do for you. Okay. And one of the guest teachers um, was uh, Tom, Yogi Tom Kelly. And he was just so brilliant, bright, shiny, all about love, all about the heart. And I was just like, wow. And he did this thing called the Sermon on the Mat. <laughs> really, really cute. And I just like fell in love with yoga. I loved, sorry, my dog. I love stretching. I loved moving. Um, and I liked the way it made me feel. But it was years for me to get better. Years for me to get my nervous system back into alignment and to try to get my hormones balanced again. So this was again around 2013, 2012, right? You said is when... 2013 is, uh, yeah, when when we uh, moved here, maybe it might've been the end of 2012. <clears throat> yeah. And so I just started that really long journey. My husband moved out here, started working for scripts and I just tried to heal. I mean, I was, let's see, I'm trying to figure out what weight I am now. I was probably 25 to 30 pounds skinnier than I am now. I weighed them. I was gaunt. I couldn't eat anything. I mean, I was really not functioning. It was hard for me. I couldn't even do the yoga. I couldn't uh -huh. even do it. And then um, I went to go visit Tom at his yoga center at the time. And it's Anitas. It's not his anymore. Um, <clears throat> and that's where I found Kundalini yoga. And I was like, game changer. How did I not know about this? <laughs> Because it's such a beautiful type of yoga because it works on the endocrine system, the nervous system, the circulatory system. It balances all of the, the five tattvas in the body, the earth, air, fire, water, ether in the body comes into balance. It's a whole total body um, system of yoga. And all yoga will raise the kundalini energy, but kundalini yoga gets you there faster. So it, that, when I started doing that and I started um, watching them, because I was so sick, to, I couldn't go every day. I started watching it. Um, I started watching YouTube videos of it. And I would be like on my massage chair, you know, and I couldn't even do the yoga. Like I would sit back in my massage chair and go, hud, hud, hud. I mean, I just, you can't even imagine that I, I couldn't like even do cat cow. I was reminded of that. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people in an addiction center in Fallbrook. <clears throat> they come here one day a week. I go there one day a week. And when they, they, they can't even hold themselves on in tabletop on all fours, their, their arms are shaking. And I was there. So I understand what yeah. it's like to have your body not working like it should. And to, and to withdraw from that. It's a very long withdrawal process. <clears throat> it's so different now that doctors get into trouble giving people that, that medication. Wow. 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 Well, I'm so grateful that yeah. 
you found Kundalini and you shared your story and now it's turned into your, your path, right? Which a lot of times, isn't that us saying like your karma becomes your dharma or yeah. something? Um, so can you maybe even share more of how Kundalini transformed you? You were, you were in this bad shape. You were doing the YouTube thing. How many years and how much Kundalini were you, uh, I guess, noticing to, that you started noticing a, a, a shift? I noticed a shift right away. Okay. So even if you're just watching the video, <laughs> you're receiving the energy. And I tell people also, if you can just get into the room, I don't care if you just get in the room and lay in Shavasana the whole time, you'll feel an upgrade because you're entering a higher frequency vibration. So just that higher frequency mm. helps you. So I noticed right away I was feeling better. And when I wasn't watching Kundalini live or doing um, videos, I was listening to um, Esther Hicks. Okay. You know about Abraham? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe share who that is and why you were Very listening. Very mainstream now. Jerry was alive at the time, her husband. But Esther Hicks channels a, a group of energy and collectively they call themselves Abraham. And she's a conscious channel. And she was just here in San Diego. She goes all over the world, does cruises. And she's very big on getting, getting into your vortex and your vor getting into your vortex is really like another word for it would be getting into the groove or getting into the zone. If you're an athlete, people have been, Oh, I'm really in the zone. And so, you know, when you're in the zone, in the vortex, in the flow, and you know, when you're not, and she's very good about helping people move toward the feel good. And it's very difficult. And I, I do tantric numerology for people. And there's 10 bodies and three of them are the mind. And the first and the fastest is the negative mind. And the second is the positive, And the um, third is the, the neutral mind. So by nature, we go negative. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody, it's a survival tactic for, for us as human beings, as in this human body. Um, and it's a very discerning mind. So people with a lot of twos in their numerology, in their birth date, are, are more <laughs> discerning than others, say, um, because two is the number of the negative mind. So it's very hard to go from a negative space to, boom, I'm in the vortex. I'm happy. I feel great. But you can take little steps, little micro movements that you're just moving. What she says, which I love, is just move in the direction of the feel good. Oh, this, okay. This feels a little bit better. You know, mm. it, it takes getting in touch with yourself and it's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I feel so terrible. Everything's awful. I don't like anything. And then, okay, what, what would make me feel better? Maybe it's just turning some music on. Okay. I feel a little, okay. I feel a little bit better. I mean, it could be the smallest thing. Like my bra is too tight. You know, <laughs> it could be the littlest micro things like, okay, I feel better. Okay. I feel better. Okay, I feel better. And if you're always moving in the direction of the feel good, you're eventually going to bridge that long space from the negative mind to, to the positive mind. If you could just get to neutral is helpful. But well, it's interesting. Can I mention something though? It's funny. You just, you just triggered something in my own consciousness and, and what I tell a lot of the folks inside my addictive behavior challenges, that was how it was so easy, right? To get addicted to these things because the pleasure centers in our brain, the dopamine hits, um, I won't go into all the science of it at this point in time, but that's why a, a lot of people don't you think reach for alcohol, um, oh, food, yes. sugar, it, it, it makes them feel good for, again, the moment. 
a minute, a nanosecond. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So how would you compare, and I know it, maybe it's not a, a good comparison. So just tell me, um, uh, but how would you compare the two when you're, when people are reaching for external things to help them shut down essentially, or have a, have a feel good moment as opposed to what you're talking about, is there a way to like, I don't know, make them different or compare them? Well, if it's an addiction (laughs) and we're all addicted to something, right? In, right. And it could be anything, gambling, food, sex, drugs, whatever. Um, Well, and I was even addicted to fitness. I would work out even if it was like, if I had the flu or if I, if it was like five bazillion degrees below zero, um, in the snow when I lived in Minnesota, I couldn't miss a workout, Tina. It was like, it was a sin if I missed a workout. I was a bad girl. Interesting, that terminology you use. Yeah. <laughs> that was my my own obsessive mind, right? Mm-hmm. The inner critic. Yeah. And I, you know, it's when you are reaching for the feel good, but the feel good is a way of escape versus a way of increasing your vibration, I would say maybe that's the difference because a lot of people get addicted because they're trying to escape and, and they may be trying to escape the matrix, <laughs> right? It's And they think this is the way out of the matrix, at least for a little while, I'm going to have a couple beers. I'm going to whatever, do shrooms. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to online shop because that hits your dopamine receptors too. You don't yeah. even have to go anywhere. You can just scroll. Oh, there's an ad. Oh, I'll get that. You know, that that whole thing is is hitting the dopamine. Yeah. Um, the smartphone is, I think, the worst one for all of us, if we're honest, right? It, it just, it, it is. It's, it's There's a lot of codependency on the smartphone. You know what I mean? Texting, uh, scrolling, but even just communication, you, you can't, you can't not be available anymore since that. I, I noticed for me, my addictive behaviors went up when I started Facebook groups and I started texting. Interesting. That was when I I was really going for the alcohol to, it was my way at the end of the day to turn myself off and, you know, get away from the, all the things that were, you know, calling and demanding my, my attention. Exactly. Yeah. So I I love that. I just want to acknowledge what you said. So you have my feedback. I love how you differentiated the, the escape versus the, raising your vibration. Although you and I have talked about, you can, you can be very good at spiritual bypassing and hanging out in the ether all the time too. And that's a bit of a, of a, a potential addiction and escape simultaneously as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause um, Kundalini can take you up and out and then people can, can stay out there and not, then they're not successful in, in the 3d world. So there's many, many dimensions, right? So when I was that commodities buyer, I was very successful in the 3D world, but my upper centers weren't developed. The upper, the upper dimensions, the upper chakras weren't I developed. Would, I, could, I, would, I could relate to that. There's a lot of things you're saying that I'm like, yep, me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're working and you're in sales, that masculine side of the brain, the logic, the numbers, the doing, I call it the human doingness, the execution that, that comes in full throttle. So you're saying that that can shut down the higher. 
it shut down it shuts down the higher centers and most of the most of the world is operating from the heart center down just to get to the heart we have to be in in 4d so we're in order to get to 5d you got to get through 4d the fourth dimension is the heart You've heard people talk about 5D, the fifth dimension. Yeah, you might want to explain that a little bit because full disclosure, as you know, I've evolved and changed. So when I had uh, my second anniversary of my podcast launch, so around episode 200 is when I came out of the spiritual closet, Tina, <laughs> and, and started talking about um, psychedelics and spirituality and my journey within and higher consciousness. And I haven't really said a ton about 5D. So do you mind explaining that a little bit? So- there are many dimensions, right? And I, I teach this in the Ascension teachings. Um, most of the, and each dimension has a different vibratory frequency. So <clears throat> it's, it's vibrating at a, at a certain resonance level, let's say. So like the ley lines of the earth, the, the, the meridians that run through the earth are, are very um, low, deep, slow, vibrational energy, which, and the, the root chakra, your first chakra is associated with the earth and that earth energy. Um, it's associated with you being safe and secure on the planet, your basic needs. If your basic needs aren't met, mm -hmm. um, then you, that it's usually a root chakra thing. It's that's dimension one. Dimension two would be the second chakra. And that's um, that is emotional as well. Not let not the heart emotion, but that um, is your security. Um, betrayal wounds would be would be in there. That's your creativity center is the second chakra. So if you're not creative, this you might have a second chakra, second dimension blockage. The third is um, at the navel point, and that's a real fire center, a solar center. And um, have you ever uh, studied David Hawkins that he talks about the different? It's so funny. You're the second person to talk about him this week. I, I haven't. Really? I haven't. No. Amazing. David Hawkins, he's since passed. And he talks about the frequency of different people on the planet, where most of the people on the planet are at a level of 200 or lower. I think it's like 190 or something. And then the, the avatars, like the Buddhas, the um, Jesus, um, people that were that carried a lot of light were up at vibrating at 600. 600 is the vibration of peace. 30, a very low vibration, um, is shame. I think that's the lowest. Anger is actually higher than shame. And so there's all these different levels that you can vibrate at. And you don't always stay at one. Yeah. But the avatars that could get up over um, like 540 is joy. 600 is peace. Um, and then you go higher and higher. So Jesus and Buddha and these great avatars that came to the planet vibrated so high that they carried millions and millions of people. They lifted them up with their vibration. So when you vibrate higher, you lift up those around you higher. You're lifting up your family. You're lifting up your friends. Same when you vibrate lower, you know, same thing. You hang out with people that bring you down. Yeah. You hang out with people that elevate you. 
Well, you just made me think of something. First of all, thanks for for bringing all that. Um, and and I just want to mention to you guys, we're we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. So if you have questions for my amazing guest about Kundalini Yoga, how it helps with healing, mind, body, spirit, uh, all the things that it's done. For me, I, I'll just share really quickly. Like I, when I met Tina, and I was still probably at that point, I don't know, maybe one or two bottles of wine a week at the end of December of 2021, and and that was like cutting it in half because I used to be a three or four bottle of wine kind of gal a week. Um, and same thing as you, I started out in the networking world, right? You go to the happy hour and you're socializing with your, your, your buddies, you're doing business referral partners. The same thing happened to me in my twenties with Starbucks. I never drank coffee my whole life. And all of a sudden business threw me into this <laughs> um, world of coffee and sugar addiction. And Oh boy, did I, uh, I fell for that one hook, line and sinker. So even though I, I weaned myself off of coffee and sugar, when I got into my thirties after, you know, two kids, you know, double expenses, like all of this pressure, right. To go work and sell. And then you're doing these, these happy hours before, you know, it. I had one drink before, you know, it. then it was two, then it was three and you're having fun sort of, you know, more or less. So there was all these socially acceptable things that it was like, you were weird if you didn't have two or three drinks, right. Again, that was who I was with. And that's also what I started perceiving in my mind. The dopamine hits, of course, helped with that. And so by going to Kundalini every week, and I did notice when your studio closed, just no, no, no guilt here. But when her studio closed, I noticed how I shifted. And all of a sudden, it was like, ooh, where's my wine, you know, and so I will say that Kundalini has been a huge part of what's helped me you know, raise the vibration as opposed to escape, which is why I've in included Tina inside of my, um, my healthy, wealthy and wise subscription community, because I really want to spread the word about this. So, so anyway, um, maybe if you can expand upon either, you know, what you just shared, um, since we don't have any questions from, from the audience, you know, how, how people can, can really better understand this stuff, obviously, by coming and checking out you and, and all of that, but how can they apply Kundalini to their addictive behaviors or to their everyday life? Um, well, I would say first try it. And there's many different ways you can try it. If you, if you don't live here and you can't come to class in Vista, um, there's, like I said, many um, videos, there's um, online trainings, there's online daily yoga classes you could do. Um, you can just see where, where you resonate on our website. There's, um, free videos that'll take you to Kundalini dash TV, where I do different meditations, different breath work, um, in the, in the yoga set, um, which is, is called a Kriya. Usually there's usually breath work, um, there's movement of your body. It's not the traditional bendy, stretchy yoga where you're going to do a back bend or headstand. It's not like that. Um, although that, that yoga is great. This isn't it. <laughs> um, the tagline is it's not that kind of yoga. I was just going to say, I wouldn't, I will have to tell you this because I was an Ironman triathlete, Tina. And I remember when I heard about Kundalini, I heard about it in my Ironman triathlete days. And I was like, that sounds too spiritual and, and too fluffy for me. Yes. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I had only known. <laughs> Cause you, you would have been better at your triathletes. 
<laughs> well, I was doing uh, vinyasa, you know, and hatha okay. and all of those things. But my point was, I was coming from that masculine doing performance, yeah. physical. I wasn't mind, body, spirit aligned, which is what Kundalini really, really helped me realize. Like, oh my gosh, I I got to take care of this body. I also got to you know, working with the prana and, and uh, the chi, yeah. the sound, uh, the, the, the mantras, the chanting, everything that's included. It's it's not just one thing about kundalini. It's so many. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so varied. It's always a different class. And I've even been with teachers that have taught the same class and you'd think it's a different class. You'd be like, oh my God. And it's the same Kriya. So even that's if you got the same Kriya twice, it meant you needed that Kriya again. <laughs> Um, but there is chanting, there's sound healing components with gongs, crystal bowls. Um, <clears throat> there's meditation, breath meditation, sound meditation, silent meditations, all sorts of meditations. People come up to me and they go, I can't meditate. And I guide them through and they, I'm like, you just meditated. Um, so I'd say if you're new to it, just kind of, you know, watch a couple of classes online. I teach a little, I teach it a little bit different. I teach light body yoga where I meld different types of teachings, um, with the Kundalini yoga. So I'm not so boxed into, to that. Um, I, I do a lot of things that will help raise your frequency. That'll help get you from here to here. And the, by the time you're done with that class, you're like, I feel better. I don't know why I feel better. You know, I just, I just did this and I feel better, <laughs> but it's because every one of those Kriyas will balance all five tattvas, will, will put your brain, it, it adjusts the brain, it adjusts the endocrine system and the nervous system calms down after all that. And if all of that doesn't work, the movement, the breathing, the mantra, whatever, the gong will get your nervous system to stabilize and relax because the gongs and the crystal bowls can get you to a frequency that you can't get to with your voice, mm -hmm. let's say. And, mm -hmm. and people that have a hard time with, you know, oh, I don't like the sound of my voice. So I'm going to chant really quiet. I just turn it up really loud and let them belt it out because this is the most healing sound for you, for you mm. is your own tone, your own voice. And so once you can get there, open up this fifth chakra, it's very powerful and everything starts. I'm telling you, life just gets better. If you just add a little bit of Kundalini to it. And, and some people are like, I'm afraid, you know, I've, been told to stay away from that. I'm afraid. It's just all energy. It's just energy. And we go very slowly to help raise the Kundalini to raise your vibration. And you said something really quick. Um, what do you mean by raise the Kundalini? So, so everybody has Kundalini energy within them and Kundal just means like curl. And it, the, the, um, one of the metaphors for Kundalini is it's the coiled up energy, that's where the serpent comes from, the coiled up energy at the base of the spine. And when you move your spine enough and raise your frequency, that energy comes up the spine through the central channel, through the chakras, and you can have a Kundalini 
experience. Even if you don't have the Kundalini experience, even if you raise it from the root chakra to the heart, you're having a heart-based experience or, you know, a bliss experience. If you can, if you can get it to the third eye, you know, it's this movement of energy, movement of chi um, in, in your body. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it combines so many things like, cause I have breath work and I I think of meditation and that's why all of those are inside of my subscription community now is because it's, it's a multi-pronged approach. And um, if you guys can visit Tina, I'll I'll put your, um, your information in the show notes as well, as well as your Kundalini TV um, free YouTube channel. And then uh, just really quickly, guys, if you're, Uh, Even if you're not in Southern California and you want to experience Tina's amazing creation, because she actually has what, over 10,000 hours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of of (laughs) teaching. Of teaching. Teaching. And then we didn't read read your whole bio, but maybe uh, who did you all train with? And then I'm going to, I'll make some announcements and then we'll wrap up. But I've been doing um, training, just not just yoga training, but for for over 20 years. So I trained with Anthony Robbins, Deepak Chopra. Um, I trained with the KRI, which is the traditional um, Kundalini Research Institute, um, that that school, if you will. Um, I'm a lead trainer myself, um, and I'm going to be starting doing a, a light body training. But that training is going to be for people that already know how to raise the Kundalini. It's not going to be like a basic Kundalini teacher training. Um, like cool. that. Yeah. Sound training. I've done a lot of sound training. Um, because that, if you believe in sonoluminescence, it's, um, in the beginning was the word was the sound that created the light that from the, the big bang was sound current. So I'm really big into the sound current to help us raise our vibration, get us up that, that ladder <laughs> yeah. that David Hawkins is talking about. It, well, the- I love it is called Power Versus Force, if people are interested in that book. By David Hawkins, Power Versus Force. Power Versus Force. Okay, awesome, awesome. And, and we all want the force, right? Star Wars, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to mention to you guys too, you know, this podcast is called Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. And, um, you know, I have a vision this year of helping 20, 2023 to sorry, I almost said 2000. Wow. Maybe, maybe that's my new goal. Um, a thousand people through my community, my healthy and wealthy and wise subscription, um, to be able to have their best health, their best wealth. And, and Kundalini helps with health. It helps with prosperity. Um, it changed my perspective of myself, my purpose, my passion. It, it helped me to your point. Um, you know, I was, I was meditating, but I don't think I was like, really connecting to my higher self and with the divine within as well. The Kundalini yoga and how you teach it, especially really helped me meditate deeper and, and more. And like you said, raise the vibration, the sound healing, the breath work that's built in. We didn't even get to talk about breath of fire, so we won't, we won't go there, but just the different um, breathing techniques. I did have my numbers on my Hashimoto's autoimmune disease um, redone towards the end of last year. And she's like, I don't know what you're doing because I wasn't trying to, you know, have the doctors quote unquote fix it. I was like, Louise, Hey, you can heal your life. How can I go within to be in alignment to raise my vibration clear the chakras, be more 
calm and centered with the central nervous system because you know that's that's all running along our chakras our spine connected to our mind and our brain and our gut brain and so my um my autoimmune disease numbers dropped 100 points wow that's fabulous and i was able to come back cut back not completely off yet but i i, I cut back on the the natural medication that i am prescribed and uh got rid of a lot of supplements. I was spending a lot of money on supplements. I was going to the chiropractor, acupuncturist a lot more. And mm -hmm. so I, I really do believe the combination of all of the things with their, um, you know, my throat disease is it's a throat disease. So you think of throat yeah. and I wasn't really doing a whole lot um, of, of that kind of work until I, I found you. So I was grateful. Um, and I just want to let you guys know before I wrap it up and the, the final question I'd like to ask, of my guests, Tina, is um, part of my 40-day challenge. In fact, uh, I was using your meditation just the other morning um, that you did for my five-day challenge on addictive behaviors meditation. Okay. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. So she'll be teaching a class next week um, instead of this challenge. So if you want to sign up, it's not too late. Um, we did start already this week. Um, happens to be in alignment with Lent. I wasn't planning on that, but somehow <laughs> I think Master Jesus was prompt to do that. So I'm just saying, but anyway, if you want to be adding this to your Lenten season, if you're giving something up, you know, a lot, a lot of people celebrated Mardi Gras that Tuesday yesterday, and now they're only on day one, right? <laughs> of, of, of doing what they can to give up alcohol, give up sugar, give up meat, maybe bread, who knows? I, I had a, helped a client uh, two weeks ago. She cut from four hours a day to five minutes a day on social media. Wow. She's already like blown away about how her life has already radically changed. So I, I get the idea of abstinence and giving something up for Lent. And I also know how challenging that is. Um, my, But then having coached thousands of people through that. So Kundalini can be a really great support. So sign up if you haven't already to join us for this 40 day challenge on the link on my screen. Um, it's also in the show notes. I've been talking about it um, ad nauseum for the past three weeks. So um, if you get to be a part of that, you get to see Tina in action and um, can actually repeat that class if you, if you would like. So Tina, in closing, we went longer than I normally do, but I, I love this topic. I love you and I can't wait to hear your answer to my closing question. When you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, what does it mean to you? Oh, good question. Uh, for me, that would mean peace. I would be at peace. Hmm. Because you've checked off all the boxes, right? You wouldn't need anything else. I love it. Beautiful. Well, that was a perfect way to end. I don't need to say any more. I appreciate you so much um, for being here, for sharing your light and your wisdom and, and your journey. You know, that was a lot of courage that it took for you to, to go through that recovery. And I'm just so grateful that, that you found this path and are, are turning your story into something that I hope brought you a lot of light today, guys. Um, because again, I've been only doing Kundalini for a year. And um, it made a huge shift in my consciousness, my central nervous system, um, my perspective on life, my passion for life, my energy. And so if you saw value in the show today, please hit the share button with your community. As I always like to say, sharing 
is caring. And hopefully we'll get to see you guys on the next episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Until then, um, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank you.